guess what, you fuckers? It's time for another podcast. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Black and Mild Wine Wood Tips. The cigar for the average pimp. We're waiting for uh, Snoop to hop on. I just figured I'd go ahead and get this bitch started and uh, just talk a little bit. I haven't done a solo podcast in about, I don't know, three months, two months. Uh, I do want to say that um, I think the dude that killed that Gabby girl, uh, her boyfriend, what, it, what was it, his name, Michael or something, um, <coughs> I'm convinced he's a uh, CIA shill, and uh, the Gabby girl, um, oh, Brian, I don't know why I said Michael, where did I get the name Michael from? Brian Laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a weird name, right? Laundry. Strange people. I have a question, and I don't know if this is going to upset some people, but would you guys be as mad that she's missing if news came out that she was, like, a Trump supporter? Because, like, a lot of you, a lot of people that I know, um, like, I, I knew a guy who got COVID and died um, and and because he was a Trump supporter people were like you know oh well blah 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 but like <laughs> you know it's probably not a good thing to wish death on I don't know I'm just ranting at this point but like if Gabby came out like there's a video of her like I don't know uh, telling somebody to go back to their country um, would you guys still be as upset I, I, I feel like a lot of you your opinions would change um, instead of trying to find a girl, uh, you, you would you would probably like make like I don't know post about how you're glad she's gone. And just a just a thought for uh, just a thought to f- ruffle some feathers. And now we wait for Snoop. You know, I uh, had a recollection the other day. Rec, 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 uh, what's that R word? Recklish, recklish, rec, rec. I need to know what that fucking R word is. Recollision? Is it recollision? Rec, uh, I feel like. A re collision down? No, that's not what I'm fucking looking for. I don't need a re-collision. A reckon, rec- it's not recognition either. Um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Hey, what's up, dog? What are you talking about? I uh, I, I started the podcast a little early. I was just talking. Uh, what's that? Okay, the word. It's like where something occurs to you. Recollection. Do you know what? Recollection. 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 Yeah. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Oh, God damn. 
I tried so hard on that word, now I don't know what, what my point was. Hey, let me ask you a question, though. Have you been keeping up with this Gabby, uh, the Gabby uh, Petito, Petito case and the Brian Laundry dude? Yeah. What do you think about that? In what way? Well, okay. So earlier I made, I made a, a, a thing that says that, like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't care about this girl if, like, well, obviously we know she's an influencer, right? And, like, you know, it's kind of it, – it, it's shitty that, you know, that she's dead. But my thought was why are they blasting it so much on the news? Like – because people go missing every day in national parks. That, I mean, that, that, that's a true well, stat. You know what I mean? Like, people literally go missing every day. We call that, we call that white girl syndrome. But here's the thing. There are white women that go missing in national parks all the time. Yeah, well, not, I mean, all, people, but not, all, white, not all white women. It, it comes into being... At, being at the right time, at the right age, because this, this is my point. I, I'll give you an example. Take Gabby out of the same situation, but this happens around Christmas time, and it's a mother. So people people get involved because now they're like, oh, this, this, these kids are missing their mama. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's all about timing, story, those type of things. You know, I made a statement earlier uh, that if a video came out of this Gabby girl wearing like a Trump hat or her telling someone to go back to their own country, people would not give a fuck. But because there's no like, no, I, think, I think you're wrong about that. I think you're wrong about uh, that, man. If she was, if there was a picture of her in a MAGA hat that said Trump 2020, you know, people, there would be a lot less people that that we know at least. Um, that would be posting find her or find Brian Laundry. They would be saying more shit. Because listen, I know a no, woman people who still, people will still post that because you have to. You also have to take into account the social uh, credit, the social merit. Well, so that not posting causes a social media anxiety. People people are still going to post it because they don't want to have that anxiety of not. Uh, being a part of it, not, yeah. not being involved, not knowing. Uh, so you would still have people, people, people post daily about cancer and still don't even donate to a to yeah. a cancer cost. Yeah. People post daily about domestic violence and sit in a house and do the domestic violence to each other. So you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's that, no, that. That's a good point. Now, so do you think? And this is the – and I hate getting conspiracy, conspiracy, like conspiratorial with you. But do you think like the reason – another reason why this story could be getting blown up so much is do you think there's obviously other news in the media that they should be reporting on but they're reporting on this news? Like you know the I drone know, strike that know, killed 12 I people? I know that there's other news that they should be reporting on. Uh, I, know for, I know for a fact. That we had, um, we had two kids that just got shot at a bus stop waiting for their school bus. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we have a big gun violence issue that's really happening right now in America that's not being talked about. Uh, we, we're also having, um, you know, I'm involved state stateside uh, with, ag with agriculture and the sustainability in Kentucky. Right. Uh, we're sitting in meetings trying to figure out 
we don't think by June of next year that we will have any uh, farmers markets in Kentucky. Uh, and we, we, we are already preparing for a food shortage. Really? Uh, so I know that that's happening here in Kentucky for a fact. And that's not being talked about. We, we have, I'll send you a link. Uh, and I'll send you, I have it on my phone, but some of the email, I can't show you the emails, but some of the newsletters that we're sending out to people who are farming, asking them to produce two to three times more than they think that they normally would if that's possible. Right, because we're, we're we're preparing for a food shortage here. So yeah, there's always, and, and and here's the thing about that though, even if that news was out, it wouldn't it wouldn't care because you only care about what, what what's on the people only care about what's on the cycle. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Saying so. No, and that's the problem with us. Nobody ever, you rarely hear any more developing story. You know what I'm saying? You, you you rarely hear it anymore because they stick with the story so long and repeat it so long. The repetition of the story is, and they just add something and take something out. You don't even hear. You don't even have people make corrections anymore. Right. Like, and that's the and this Gabby this Gabby case is really showing it. There's people come. One station says this today. Uh, says that hey, we their evidence that the boy was here, but they never come out and correct and say that was a false lead. Yeah. We don't really know where he's at. So you see what I'm saying? So that's to me, that's one of the big problems. Do you think he? Uh, no. Do you think? Do you think he did it? Do you think? Because here's the thing. Uh, like like I was saying a second ago, you know, uh, national parks are literally breeding grounds for serial killers. Because, you know, that people go missing all the time in national parks. And and actually, if you want to get really, really crazy, the federal government, I'm not going to say which clandestine services, but the, there are some clandestine services back in the day and even up into the 90s were snatching people out of, out of uh, off of federal land and experimenting on them and using them and things like that. So, you know, not saying that it was the government or anything because, you know, fucking people would be like, put your tinfoil hat on. But... Do you think he – do you think it was him that did it? Do you think potentially that someone was chasing them? Like, you know, uh, what, what do you – I mean, I know we don't, we don't know, but, like, it's, I always find it interesting to, you know, to think, like, what if maybe he didn't do it but someone else killed her and then – but obviously he would look guilty so he got cold feet and flew because that's happened before. That's – you know, there have been situations well, where that's happened. It's not even that. You know, we – you know, I, I said something to I was saying something to a friend the other day. I don't, you know, they need to really, they need, they need to decide that they're going to tell us exactly what happened to the body. Yeah. That needs to come out because, like I said the other day, it's not, it's natural for people to, to, to just run away when they're in a crisis. Have they said anything they, about her body yet? Well, that, that's what I, that's why I said I haven't, I they haven't said anything about stab wounds a broken you know what i'm saying a broken yeah. neck you know let us you know because if it comes out that that the bones and the evidence say that this was a this came from a fall if there's golf you know what i'm saying we need that needs to be be said yeah uh, all it says is homicide well i mean they have to they, have, they would have right. to, to right right yeah yeah That's yeah but like they're you know there's he could have had he could have had a mental she could have failed yeah, and he had mental breakdown and said he not even just because he thinks the evidence is going to be against him, 
but how many people do you know when just think about it in stressful situations what do most people do they run, run. yeah yeah. Not even because they're guilty, but because they just want to be away. Right. I'm not coming up with an excuse for him. Uh, no, but, but I agree. Like not, I, he could really have mental issue, and we're yeah. we. And I have a. I've always had a problem with making people guilty by public opinion. Right. And, and that's that's what's wrong because it's going to be hard for him to get a fair trial anyway. Well, that's the thing though. Is like because of this case being such widespread news, no, pretty much no matter where he gets trialed at, the jury's going to be somewhat leaning against him at this point. Well, they found her body and they found her body in uh, on federal grounds, didn't they? Yeah. Well see now it'll be it would be a uh, it would be in a federal court case. It wouldn't even happen That's in a true. regular county. Yeah. You know, so the, the good thing about that is they would be able to bring in people from all over the country. Yeah. You know if they if the, if they wanted to. If they wanted to, they could do it because it'd be on federal ground. But that's unfortunate, man, because I still feel like, like, like I said, I'm not saying the dude's innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty. But I know so many people that are that have already said he deserves to be life in prison because he killed her. We don't know that. We don't know anything. But people are already jumping to conclusion, and that shit well, right yeah. there is. I mean, you know, it's, you got the same people talking about that they hope that her dad, her dad found him, and I'm over and thinking, him, you yeah. know. It, it, it's crazy. One thing that amazes me about our society, American society, is it's it's now it's now a badge of honor to to show your deepest uh, your deepest. Uh, Let me make sure we're recording. <laughs> attitudes and your deepest uh, sentiments towards somebody. Out of, I, I get you know when I do get on Facebook, it's it's crazy. You see people talk about Gabby, but if I, when I go to and take a look at people's posts, you know nobody is sitting there saying I'm praying for her family. Nobody's saying sorry for the family's loss. Right. Nobody's saying you know hey, let's look for Gabby, but you know let's let's also remember that his family because people are saying his family's guilty. Yeah, they're jumping to saying that his parents need to be thrown in prison for. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. say his family did it, and it's it's funny because you get on there and it's one of those things. Like one thing that surprise doesn't surprise me. I'm expected, but I know some girls at home. Not just at home. I know women in general that told me about domestic violence that they've been through. Oh yeah, domestic violence does happen a lot. I know dudes. I know dudes that have been domestically who have done, done it, and has had it done to them. Correct. And it's crazy that you, but you get on there and you hear people, these same people talking about, I would never go through this. This couldn't be me. This couldn't be my daughter. It could be. Yeah. And if I'm be honest, it was you. Yeah. It you didn't die, but it was you. And it, some of you ladies, it still is you. Yeah. So you know, it, it don't it don't do it good enough to just to post. That's a problem. People, we live in a society where it's, it that it's it's easier to to tell if you agree or disagree, but we don't use other people's life situations to evaluate what our life is. Because if we were smart, if we were smart, and we were we were trying to find, you know what I'm saying, the meaning to life then 
out of out of a, a situation like this, the question that me and you would need to ask each other is not just us, but people should ask each other from this is, okay, well, one, am I in that situation? Yeah. Yes or no? That's a big one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a big yes one. And if the answer is yes, then I have to go to my, the answer is yes for some people. Even some people listen to this podcast, the answer is yes. Yeah, for sure. If you are the victim, then the answer is, okay, well, I have it in me to be to be Gabby. There's the possibility if I stay around that I could be Gabby because there's the possibility that whoever is being my brute, the batterer, the, be, the, be, the person that beats me. The quote-unquote Brian Laundry. Yeah, he has it in him to kill me. Again, that, that's that's saying that he did kill her. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's why I say quote unquote. And if he did kill her, yeah. Because, but that's the situation most people are going to. Right. So then the question is, okay, well, if I if I am if I am that, then if I'm over here, it's easier it's easy for me to say let's find Gabby, you know, let's find this guy and arrest him, than it is for me to actually evaluate my own life and say I got to get out of my situation before I become a Gabby. Yeah. Now, or if I'm the other, I got it before I be decide to. I need to get some help. If I'm a beating, doing the beating, I need to go get some help. Right. Before I could kill somebody. Because that's the thing. People, people have to realize fundamentally one thing about life. Anything that one other human being can do is possible for you to do as well. For any human being to do. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's just easier. We, we take the, the light route and just say, look for, and de- instead of looking and taking that lesson and looking inside ourselves. Right. And see, evaluate, using that to evaluate the true meaning of, of life yeah. in this circumstance. Now, do you think uh, if, now to the Brian guy, you know, her, her boyfriend, her fiance, whatever he was, I think fiance, um, I was reading, so there's two things I want to ask you here. Now, first off, his location currently. Now, obviously, if he's guilty, now let's let's run two different scenarios here, right? If he's guilty, does he flee the country or does he kill himself or does he just like go some to some foreign or to some like yeah. hole in the wall now, place this, in Florida? This, now, now this is my. Now this is where I'm. Again, I'm not. You know me personally. I'm not, I've never been a conspiracy person. You know that better than anybody. Yeah. Never been one. But if I ever had a conspiracy about something, it would be now. Because there ain't, there's no way that this kid alone in America fled. The FBI, the CIA, and our top yeah. flight, the CIA, our top flight, Homeland Security, they can't find this kid. Yeah, especially now someone who was a was a YouTube star. Him and her have a large YouTube following. Like I think they have like forty or fifty thousand people. Like that now, might be incorrect. I'm right now, I know for a fact I got some cousins that ain't even done nearly as much as he done, and they done had they done came and kicked in some doors and pound them. Yeah. So yeah. you can't tell me that. And I, you know, they talk about. They can say what they want to say about them forces, 
But if you go to them and you look closely, they have cameras all around. Yeah, they do. Security's all around. Yeah. You know, they, they're because they're tracking the animals that are on the play. Yeah. So I know for a fact. Yeah, there's, and that's one thing that that's one thing that really worries me because I'm like, either there's something going on so big in the government itself that, that they're like, okay, we need to play this out, get some, their eyes on this, and then we'll find them whenever whatever's going on sweeps under the rug, and that's no longer making the back page news. Or this guy, this guy's like the Invisible Man. I couldn't tell you which one he is, but. Well, you know, it just was, don't sound right to me. I was reading into his history, man. He's worth like $3 million, and all he does is woodwork. Now, I don't like to say that people are, are spooks by any means, but if I had to look at an individual's backstory and say, oh, yeah, he potentially works for a clandestine service, that man is a he, – he's someone who I would go – it's a little fishy that he's worth so much and all he does is woodworking. Like he doesn't – I don't know, man. He, he – his whole life story gives me like a little irk, but you know that's another conspiracy theory to say that he's a spook and is in the fucking a clandestine service. But if he's guilty, I think he killed himself. I do think he kills himself, uh, or he fled the country. But the thing is, is did he flee the country in time before it became so, the national news? But he was, so, so he would have still had to get. He would have had to use a passport. Yeah, which would have been stamped out. But here's where the conspiracy comes in. If some, if he could get fake passports, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say that a fake passport would work because if TSA is, if the FBI, the CIA, I mean, CIA shouldn't be fucking investigating this. But God forbid if they are, then we already know the answer. But with the FBI, they've probably ran every single fucking person that's flown out of. Orlando International, Miami International, all those airports for the that out of country. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, that that was something he could do before 2001. With Homeland Security now, it's it, unless he's taking a private plane, right? It's it's really really hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's really really hard. Yeah. To uh to do that now, yeah. I, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. So base base case scenario, they catch him, right? Um, he goes to trial. Now, what kind of evidence do you think is going to be used against him? Obviously, we don't know how she was killed. We don't know if there's a murder weapon. Um, do you think OJ's there to support him? I done. OJ about to stay out of courtroom. <laughs> Listen, I don't think OJ will be there supporting, but I think if he gets uh, off, him and OJ will be caught golfing I, I together. I don't want to speculate on that, uh, uh, the evidence, because it's one of like, that'll be anything in a trial in itself, because how they recovered the evidence, right? Uh, the credibility of the evidence. And that's another uh, thing is I was looking at the, t sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead. The scientific uh, backing behind the evidence. So I would hate to go and make a claim on what type of evidence will be used, uh, not knowing what the because the judge can throw out, you know, yeah, whatever he wants, you know, not whatever evidence. he wants, but whatever doesn't, you know, stand up to statute. Right. So, you know, I was reading uh, the way that they made it sound when they said her remains were found was basically bones. That's what I was getting from the fact that. It was her remains were found. Um, now, I was reading online. It takes 
seven, it takes like two or three months before the body's completely um, broken down to the fact where there's no bones left or where there's bones, not the skin, you know, because it takes three or four weeks for the body to start liquefying the insides. Um, if you follow the timeline, the last time she was actually spoke to, I think was the 27th. And then there was a text sent from her phone the 31st of August, which I think her family said that they don't think was her um, because it was like weird punctuation. Um, straight. I think it said something like going into uh, Yosemite won't have service or something like that. And there wasn't punctuation that was lowercase. It's something that, wouldn't, that she normally wouldn't have sent. Um, now, uh, so let's say the 27th, 28th was the last time she was heard from and she was found what the, the 16th, the 17th, that's only two and a half weeks. I feel like her body would have still been relatively, you know, not like put together. Cause obviously, you know, the remains. Well, yeah, I think, I think saying remains gets them off the hook because what you what what ends up happening is you'll have media go in and ask for open records requests. Yeah. They would get that. And if you get that open records request and all that information, how many stab if there was stab wounds or you know, head injury, right. Then you wouldn't be able to use that as evidence in court. You know what I'm saying? So that True. saying remains uh, to me probably is just a, a legality thing. Kind of, well, I don't want to say that legality, but a way of letting people know that something's been found without somebody coming in requesting an open records or requesting to know exactly what was wrong with the body because once you start to get them questions you you'll you'll get them to the end you know what i'm saying and um you normally end up losing the open records request you know normally normally the press wins those and that, unless it, that was, that's the case, they would probably make it to the Supreme Court. And I would suggest that they would, uh, they could take it to Supreme Court. It probably wouldn't, Supreme Court would probably say that they could keep it to themselves until after the case. Uh, but so I think that might be a reason. So on the remains part, it should be taken very lightly uh, okay. because that's just their way of being able to, to conceal some type of evidence. Okay. Now, um, let me ask you this let's say he's found, right? Let's say, um, you know, he didn't flee the, like you said, you know, fleeing the country at this point would be hard. Um, you know, obviously, let's, best case scenario, if he, say, if he fled the country, they need to go back and watch those cameras and see everybody he passed and everybody he got on plane with and they all need to go to jail because they all abated him, helped him. You know what I'm saying? There's no way he passed that many people. And well, got away. I just don't. I just don't see it. If he, the day that he got back, it wasn't national news yet. So if he would have fled the country that day or the day after, he could have potentially got out without really making a lot of headline news because there was a missing report put out on her. I think the third or the fourth, something like that. And I think he was already, I think he got back to Florida around that time at his parents' house. Um, and then he went missing, just ghost. Now, um, if that doesn't scream spook to me, I don't know what does to people. I'm not saying he's in the CIA. I'm not saying he works for any government entity. But the fact that this man can just disappear with no problem at all um, and nobody. How did he go shoot his, how do we know he didn't kill himself after? He could be in Everglades, dead. 
a lot of people go missing down there, bro. Yeah, and that's another federal park where, or a federal place where people go missing all the time. I mean, he could be hate by then. He could have fucking got scooped up by a python. You know what I mean? There's pythons out there. I, I, I mean, again, I didn't. Did you watch any of the videos that they show? I didn't. I didn't need to see that. I, didn't I watch watched any of. the police. I watched. So there was a there was allegedly, and I say allegedly because they're still not sure if it was him and her. But allegedly, somebody had called the cops on them when they were outside of a gas station, and said that they were arguing and that he i think he hit her and then she hit him back um because when the cops came to them he had some marks on his arm and she was visibly distressed now there's a big thing about how in utah apparently um that the cops themselves uh, at that point should have made an arrest i was reading this online and you know it was kind of strange because like i don't think there was enough evidence for if she didn't say anything and he didn't say anything about them hitting each other there's not enough evidence to make an arrest there you know what i mean if if she didn't come out and say he hit me or i hit him or vice versa um you can't arrest him you can't arrest someone just off of uh hearsay you know what i mean well, if that person seen them hit the other person, though, then that would no longer be hearsay. Right, but then that individual has to um, then at that point be there for the arrest to make note on that was him, and then they yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting at. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of you know here's uh, that's another you know don't give me don't you know going into fucking resisting arrest and getting arrested for resisting arrest when that's the only charge. That's another that's another story for another time, but. I don't know, man. The, the, the whole story just seems weird to me. Like the fact that it, it's happening now, when you know a lot of a lot of shady things are happening with the president, uh, with the presidency, with a lot of orders being like you know signed. It's just strange to me that you know we're bombing other countries. I, I can't. Now with that, I, I just want to go off and say that it, it's not I strange. Whole, These things are happening; they happen all the time. I get you know? that. So they're not. I get the white woman syndrome. You know what I mean? I get the missing white woman syndrome. I do because, like, you know, there, there's like three or four stories of people going missing in parks. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I feel like this story is being blown out of proportion. To the it's point, it's a story. So you know, most stories are. You know what I'm saying? If it, if it's the main story, it has already been blown out of proportion. Right. Now, do you think this gets us out of COVID? Do you think this is what brings us out of COVID? You don't think so? Because that's what I was looking at. Because, like, you know, I really haven't seen a lot of COVID in the news since this story came about. I haven't seen, you know, Dr. Fauci on there telling telling everybody. This, that, okay. I want you to go back at the uh, now, now, now. This is what I want. I'm, I want you to become over the next couple months. I want you to become a political scientist, okay? And now I want you to start and watch and look for that new thing, because over the next couple of months, what's happening is really going to determine what we're going to be looking for in our next president. Yeah. Watch what I tell you. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I tell you. I know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You you already picking it up a little yeah. bit. How COVID's pulling off? How COVID's pulling off? How so that domestic issue is, is now coming to the backseat. Yeah. People still out there, still as deadly as it was yesterday. Yep. But now, 
watching to find out what would be next. I would suggest that it's normally an international issue. That's normally with regard to domestic issues. We don't stay domestic too long. We never have been one of the type of places that likes to fix ourselves too long. So, I, you know, that won't that won't last. But you can watch, you can bet your bottom dollar. Yeah, they go switch the story up here soon. Probably go back to ISIS or something. Do you think war-wise, you know, international, international, um, just international in general, do you think we go to war again soon? Do you, what, what? I think, I think we're going to take two years of quote-unquote peacetime, and then I think we're going to ramp a war back up. I think there will be a war before the next presidential election. I think 2023, I do, I can almost bet a bottom dollar on the fact that we might go to war with someone because the military-industrial complex needs to feed the machine. You know what I mean? And now Joe Biden's in office. Um, you know, they can, the, 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 the you know, and I, I have to be careful on how I say this because being in the military, you can't talk negative about your commanding officers. But... The military-industrial complex as a whole, you know, I do think that some of those people will be speaking into the ears of some of the uh, people who overlook the Biden administration, the people who are in his close party, the, the generals, the, uh, you know, the, the clandestine service leaders. Well, you don't, you, don't normally, you don't normally have wars start under Democrats. You know, we, when we talk, when we yeah, look at modern I, wars, yeah, they but I don't wouldn't consider Biden a Democrat. I get it; he ran on the Democratic Party, but he's listen, man. If you go back and look at everything he's ever done, most of his stuff leans right, from the crime bill to no, 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 not you. Those are those are, and again, I I would say this. I would say it to my students. Those are right qualities in 2000 and 2017 and beyond before that that was not a quality that was that was just a national trend right it was it that wasn't something that wasn't broke down by party line if you go and and that's the problem people go back and look if you go back and look at that bill that's one of the last times you even really see a bipartisan bill passed up until uh, we we start to do investigations for nine eleven and set set commissions up for nine eleven. Yeah. So that that bill in itself is is not really a right wing. It wasn't a right wing. We it's a right wing bill today. If somebody came out today, we would expect them. Yeah. And they was promoting that bill. We would expect them to be right wing. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we would expect them to be on the Republican side, but. Back back in the nineties, that was not that was not a right wing idea, and but if you also take a look at him through time, he's always stayed with the party. The if you take a look at voting and, and nationally, inter, uh, nationally, you don't have a big enough Republican party that's always going to be for a war, and even during nine eleven, the highest that it got amongst a Democrat party was like forty eight percent. Yeah. It didn't even, you know. Well, that's because we were lied to, too. You know what I mean? Chart, but chart, you know, rather than look at a republic, look at the Republican side, which you had, you had around seventy percent. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's not. He's just not in the. He could want it, 
but the Democrats as a whole can't go for it because they would end up losing so much on on other feats, and I, he wouldn't let that happen. So that that's one reason I don't think you have to worry about that. See, man, I think different just for the fact of who you know who he has in overseeing everything. You know, the CIA director was meeting with the Taliban a month ago. You know, yeah, that's I mean? that's normal. That's that's normal. It, it, yes, it is. But it's normal. That, that's international politics, and this is the people see things like that, and they get they they get spooked. But you have to. It's it's hard if you don't understand international politics. Well, here's the thing: you know I don't trust saying? anything that comes from the CIA. What'd you say? I don't trust anything from the CIA because of their entire history. You know what I mean? Their entire history. I don't. The CIA was was was. How to put this? Tapping around it. We. Yes, I understand that it's international policy for the director and, you know, certain people. No, it's not, it's not an international policy. No, it's international it's no policy that says that. But what, what that does is. It's them talking to show respect and to show, you know, that they're there. Well, it, it shows, it, it gives, it doing that shows a legitimacy that shows people that we whoever we're talking to that we look at them as somebody that's important to their government that they have a legitimate reason to talk to that's all about legitimacy you know that that's that's number one when you when you talk about international politics because if you don't have the legitimacy then you don't have anything right nobody believes that you're in charge you know you running whatever you run doesn't doesn't mean anything at all well i mean what so you don't think there will be a war? Sorry, I'm packing up and moving. Uh, so you don't think we don't really have to worry about a war in the next four years? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think you would. I wouldn't think you would. And again, but again, there's so much that is always developing on an international track, on an international level as a train, uh, that I I couldn't be for sure of that. There are no implications. There's no, uh, there's no moving internationally uh, that that you see policy wise that's setting us that's setting us up for one. There's no, you know, there's no really tension in the UN. There's no uh, any of those type of things. So I, I honestly would say at this point, no, you don't have anything to worry about. Okay. Now, oh shit! Sorry, I muted you. There we go. My uh, my dog. I needed to come in and see him. So, I know we kind of touched this topic last time. Um, obviously, it's hard to say right now um, because it's so early. Um, do you think? Obviously, Joe Biden said he wasn't going to run. Um, do you think the, the, the uh, in twenty twenty four? So, do you think the Democrats push Kamala and then for the Republican side? Obviously, you know, we have some big hitters with Trump, you know, granted, he's probably going to run again, um, or at least say he's going to run to make money and then dip out. Um, you have DeSantis, you have, um, I mean, well, I was told, I was told by a uh, reliable friend of mine in D.C. Uh, that works Republican Party, that people are being told not to even to think about running that they should they should not think about even running for the presidency they don't want to even have anybody run against trump that that's the message coming out of florida right now 
Really? Uh, and, and the message that I'm getting is that it's looking like Florida's governor would most likely uh, end up being vice president. That's the thing is is if they if Trump and DeSantis teamed up, th- they're going to win. They would win easily. No, 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 no. Uh, he's not. He, the problem you have with DeSantis is he's not really liked by Northern Republicans. Northern Republicans are really not not a hold on him, and he. I don't he know, be, man. I don't know. I, since this COVID I, situation, and they've seen the the response in Florida and how he's handled it, I think he might have a good chance of of taking home the 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 rest of the Republican Party that Trump doesn't cover, because you know, he's he's he a moderate. Education. He doesn't get the education. He gets white and and, uh, and white Christians, but he does not. He does also does not get uh, college age educated women, white women. So he wouldn't. And Trump's going to need Trump needs to get somebody that can actually take them if he's going to want a chance. I'd vote for DeSantis. Listen, bro. Since I've been in Florida, seeing the things that he's done, and like you know, people, I, I've seen so much propaganda on Facebook saying that Florida is just overrun with COVID and like everybody's dying. If when you look at the numbers, states that have less population and more strict. Um, more strict uh, COVID mandates and lockdowns have more people dying. It's simple as that. And, yeah. and the thing is, is Florida's more old uh, people. You know what I mean? Like, well, but you, but you all, there's there's a couple of things that we have to take a look at uh, when looking at that as well. Uh, we have to take a look at the quality of health care anyway. Yeah. Uh, for those places. You get what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and most of those places are in the South, are right there around DeSantis. Uh, and so what you also have to take into account is people who can afford good health care and um, can afford to go to Florida, you know, visit. I have one of my mentors is on her, she's on her way to Florida. But uh, to do, but they're able to pay more for health care. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're able to do those type of things. And... <laughs> You, you have most of those people are educated at some point. So they, they take a look at they might not wear the mask, but they're still going to do things outside. Florida's a place where you can do things outside all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's 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 in itself is unique. You know, what? so I'm, I don't want to compare it to anywhere else. But if you use those same tactics here in Kentucky, we, we would have more people dead. And I, I think that's why you have to look at it on both ways is because a lot of people were saying that, you know, um, DeSantis was irresponsible for the things that he was doing. But when you look at it, man, with Florida being mostly an outside state, the sunshine state, and the fact that COVID was relatively not spreading outside, I have to say that it was smart for him not to completely kill the Florida economy. The fact that he, he took he took a risk, and it turned out to actually not really be that devastating. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, and I, listen, I'm a, I'm a person for states' rights, so I've never once said DeSantis was wrong in what he did. He was. Some people say what he did was they think it was illegal. He should have been impeached. I don't think that. Right. Uh, but I will say I would have went by it a different way. His way worked this time. I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm happy for the people that stayed alive. But I I'm not one to say that that would have worked all over the country. Oh no, my dog. <laughs> no, it it definitely wouldn't have. I don't think. But then I mean, look at L.A. Man, L.A. 
you know, California, the state that has more sunshine than fucking anything, those people have the most strict lockdowns and, and people are dying and getting COVID left and right there. Uh, yeah, but you also have to take a look at that homeless population. Yeah, and it just continues to go up. And then also you have to take a, also take a look at something. When you break down the statistics of people who do die related to income. The poor people. That, that that income is that in, that medium income that those people have, Florida is way higher. So people are in poverty there, but it's not this. They're not at, to that level. You know what I'm saying? But what if you is, just take a look at poverty death based on economics, you would see that number is still high in Florida. I'm gonna see what Florida's income is by the state. So the median population in Florida, the median. Uh, household income in Florida is $55,600, which is, I mean, well above the national average, um, for sure. Uh, the median owned values of housing units is about $200,000. Um, so yeah, $55,000. So that's actually, you know, what what's the, what's the national average? I think 30000 federal. I thought it was about sixty, but I might be wrong. Let me check that real quick. Uh, federal yearly income average. Oh, the the median population is thirty five thousand nine hundred seventy seven dollars in the country. That's crazy. God damn. How much was that again? Uh, the median income for the United States in twenty nine. Now this is twenty nineteen. Is thirty five thousand nine hundred seventy seven dollars. Yeah. And listen to this. Kentucky's below that. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise the, me. The national average, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Take yeah. you, you take a take that you have to take that into account. But if you take a look at people in Florida who make that amount, the nat, you know about uh, the national average, I bet that is high amongst death amongst that that yeah. income. So that that's one thing that you have to take into account too. So it's not uh, the and 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 the is in a particular place that. Uh, he wasn't losing too many of his voters. No, he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and so, and Trump lives there. So that, you know what I'm saying? That's not, Man, he I, can't. I think Trump, and dis, I think Trump runs and he chooses DeSantis as his VP. I do think they would be unstoppable because who does the Democratic Party have? Who would the Democrats put forward? Like, let's say you're the Democrat, you know, the CEO of the DNC or whatever you want to call them. Who are you going to put forward as your front runner? Kamala Harris isn't going to be it. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, I don't, I don't, uh, people, only people who are thinking that are average people. Nobody in politics is really thinking that she's even has a chance. No, she's not. That's, that's not, what I'm saying. Like, that's the only yeah, reason. That's what I'm saying. Nobody, nobody says that. But the good, this is the thing about the Democrats, though. Uh, and and the way they run, they run by coalition. Democrats is a coalition. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the reason it can always be the Republican. It's blue uh, no matter who. Well, no, it's not. They just built off. Co- they just built off coalitions. So it's it's more built off of an interest, whatever the interest is at that time. And so you have people like the NAACP, Mexican Rights Group, Water Rights Group, Environmental Group. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more made up of that. Where if you go take a look at the Republican Party now, it's it's either you either Trumpican 
are you are a rhino republican in name only you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm considered a rhino right now yeah uh and so there's no coalition there's nothing <laughs> the republicans don't republicans have been going so far on anti everything so it's not like unless you're part of the nra yeah then there's really no coalition for you there's no movement for you to get behind yeah. In the Republican Party, where the Democrats they have they they have somebody involved in education, they have somebody involved in wages, you know, people involved in prison reform. Yeah, all coming together to so, which you you, you just have to with the Democrats. It's about who can I can't tell you because I don't. It depends on who can build that coalition, and you know the Democrats going back as far as you know FDR. They they will just bring out somebody and they're okay with going with whoever the popul the populace wants at that time, right. which is good. Uh, it, but they've always had something to stand by a coalition. Stand. Republicans just have never even. I don't think they've ever tried it. They don't try coalitions. They don't right. care about coalitions. Like it's not one of their things. Is it? Isn't it strange that the Me Too movement was very strong up until Tara Reid came out and accused Joe Biden of uh, sexual assault? Because if you remember the entire no, that was that was dying down anyway. That was dying down anyway. Uh, yeah, but you know the whole believe all women movement. There were people who, I mean, were crucifying Kavanaugh, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for Brett Kavanaugh or anything at all. But there were people who were crucifying the man for an alleged sexual assault, and then all of a sudden there are several people who come against Joe Biden that sexually assaulted, that he sexually assaulted them, and the media pushed those stories to the side. The media didn't cover them. Because the media is just like us, Chris. We, we make exceptions for things. Yeah, we do. There's, and then the Hunter Biden just, laptop story. You know what I mean? Like that was never covered at all. And that's a legitimately – that's a legitimate story. The fact that he was working with Ukraine, the fact that he had child porn on a, on a federal computer, the fact that – he, there was a video of him smoking crack in a bathtub. Like all these things are legitimately true that Rudy Giuliani accidentally stumbled upon in a pawn shop in Connecticut. You know what I mean? Like, and if you believe Rudy Giuliani just stumbled upon it, that that lets you know right there that that's some bullshit. Well, he didn't just stumble upon it, but someone turned it into he, the New York. Hey, but he's a private. He's a private citizen. There's no. There's. I can't. I mean, I understand media-wise, you're saying, but to me, there's just nothing to that. I don't hold it. He's a private citizen. Who? You got the Joe Biden's son? Yes. Yes. Private citizen. No matter if his dad's president or not, there's nothing that... The difference was Trump's kids were working for the government. So there was this... Yes. You know, you say you hold him accountable, them accountable for something. Because they're working for the government. It's not the same with his son. That's not the same. I understand that, but... Man, there's there's a lot to that story that there that okay. They, even if there, what what is there to that story? He broke no laws. I mean, child porn's a pretty big law. Again, this is what this is what my point on that though is. We say child porn. Those are trigger words. Child porn is a trigger word. I don't know for a fact. There's never been a fact that that's what it was. We don't know how old that person was. Okay, I get it. You can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Yeah. Okay. So and, and take up the take up the take up the thing. Joe Biden son. You still have to look at Tara Reid and the other women that accused Biden of sexually assaulting them. 
You know what I mean? Those were that. I watched interview. I watched interviews of them. I watched. I mean, there was nothing the court said it was credible. They said it was credible or wasn't credible. There wasn't anything credible that he'd done wrong that the court said. So I mean, I don't. Right, but why wasn't there an investigation? Because there was never credibility against Brett Kavanaugh with the with the one woman until. But you know they they needed to have a well, trial for him. Okay, but this is what you have to understand: in a Senate, that that's that's a he's in a Senate hearing. Politics is politics is the oldest form of theater. It is, yeah. And to, to, the courts, the courts is the oldest form of. Uh, of, a, of an act is the oldest act there is when we talk about government. Right. Government is theater, it's a, but in politics is. But making the judicial side of government was to to put it, to take a look at it. When you look at a courtroom, it's set up like a theater. It's set up like a a a, a, sh- a play. Yeah. You saying that they're set up like that, and they're set up like that for a reason because that's what they're intending to do to act, but. The Senate is is different than judicial. Yes. So the Senate has the Senate has the right. They have to confirm him. So yes, they have the right to do that. To do a trial. Now, yes, to do a trial. Now, an investigation on Biden has to have legal backing. You know what I'm saying? The Senate does not have the right to just investigate him. Now, if he would have gave a, if they would have, if if they can prove that which he did a deposition. If they can prove on his deposition that he lied, then they have a right to go impeach him and then right. do an investigation. Right. So that, you know, there's two different things to that. Yes, Brett Kavanaugh did that. Because you got to understand, Brett, Brett, Brett Kavanaugh, he was in a position to allow his situation to get caught in politics. Right. He was looking for a confirmation. And so they 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 could ask him anything. They could they could they could have said a girl could have came in and said he smacked her butt in third grade, and that could be a reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's not the same mm-hmm. as that. You know what I'm. So that's why that's different. Now, let's go back to the Trump presidency because I, I kind of want to ask you a couple questions on your opinion here. Um, with the whole Russia probe, whenever they were accusing of Russia meddling, whenever they were saying that. Um, you know, it was his idea for Russia to meddle. Um, obviously, the CIA, um, they, they didn't want Trump in office. Nobody wanted, nobody in the federal government wanted Trump in office. That, I mean, you can, you can look at, because he fired the FBI director. He fired, um, you know, three or four different directors of clandestine services. Um, the CIA didn't want him in office. The FBI didn't want him in office. The fact that Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the person that way they could continue the clandestine services uh, funding that she was going to to do. Because if you look at her and you know the federal government with with the military industrial complex, you know Hillary Clinton has fed them ever since she was Secretary of State. Uh, I mean that when she, when whenever she was Secretary of State, uh, State under uh, uh, Obama. Um, you know, she the, she convinced Obama to give a very large portion to the clandestine services. Like you can you can look this up. Um, now, do you think that the Russia probe was um, was a CIA um, psyop to just try to get people to hate Trump more? The fact that you know to convince the American people that the Russia that he had basically uh, asked Russia to interfere with the election. Do you think it was? Um, or do you think it was legit? 
there was um, the there was legitimacy behind it because the Constitution gives the right to go in and investigate. Right. Let me start by saying that. Correct. So they they have a constitutional privilege. I will call that. Now, um, I think when we go back and do case studies on the Russia probe, we will we will look at a couple of things, uh, and one of those things we will look at is the relationship of want and retaliation. Right. You know what I'm saying. The expectation and retaliation. I I, I decide what I said if I was talking to my students. Uh, and what happens when people of public service have the expectation of one person and then they also have now, but that person doesn't get it and they, and they want to retaliate as a public official, right? somebody that serves the constitution. So I think that's one thing we'll look at because we've seen a lot of that happen. Right. There in this, which has been going on for a while. People have always, you know, before um, I wanted to, we went through about 12 elections, presidential elections, where the vice president was the per- was the person who lost. Yes. You know, presidents. So people, we've always lived in a society, we've always lived in a government where people have worked for who they did not really want to work for. Right. At the pleasure of the president. Supposedly, that's the saying that we like to use. Uh, Trump did a lot of things himself that 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 didn't help. We'll, we'll we'll take a look at that. His response, right? Like when he brought the two uh, Russian um, people in and was talking about Israeli the Israel stuff. You know that, the CIA the CIA freaked uh, the fuck out about that, and that was right before the Russia probe, I think. The and <laughs> he did. One thing he did was he didn't he kind of gave the impression that it was possible. He never he would come out and say something that would be and would would give it's like he wanted you to think that this could be a possibility, but there are I know it didn't really happen, but I'm gonna give you the impression and give them something to talk about right. And so that was the thing. And then the people he kept around him. Him releasing his tax records would have done a whole lot. I think if he would have released his tax records and there was no Russian involved, you know, money-wise, people wouldn't care no much. But that's one reason I care because I never knew who he, which is funny because that's not something you think about with any other president. Which you normally don't have to think about that because most of them don't have that much money in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Uh, recently, most after actually listen after after FDR, most really did not come from money. They no. made most of their money after the presidency. Yeah, because they fucking end up making you know two million dollars to give a speech. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's not. I understand that. That, that, that started. That started. That started with Wilson. Right, and I get that, and I'm not. I'm not, but. Who the fuck is paying? Why are these very large banks paying? You know, and and I hate bringing up Clinton, but Hillary Clinton was getting paid five hundred thousand dollars a night to give a thirty-minute talk to banks. There, you but can this, look. You can, do you not? You're 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 missing. You're see. That's your. I get what you're saying, but this is missing my point. I get it, but they that money that, that's attained though 
is after they're they're no longer in public service. Correct. This is one time somebody was coming in that had with money yeah. to public service and every it was it was public knowledge how many bankruptcies he's had. Right. And so when you look at the average American and I'm out here looking and I know that if some people I know that got bankruptcy can't even go get a payday loan. Right. And so where did where did the, the question is a valid question? You well, know, here's if, he the thing, if he wouldn't have bankruptcies and, and he would have had his money from his dad, he would be able to say, hey, I inherited this and this is what I got. There would be no questions. But what a lot of people don't realize was the bankruptcy is how millionaires became billionaires. The chapter because there's a loophole that they patched, I believe, in the early 2000s that allowed you to basically buy back your business from pennies for pennies from the bank once you filed for bankruptcy, and that's what he was doing. That's what people like, uh, uh, not Rockefeller. But he, this would this would Jeff Dunstein. They do let you do that. But to do that, you still have to have that money coming from somewhere. Right. And that was the only question. So where did that money come? Because he had done it so many times. So that was the only question. Where did that money come from? Well, if you have 17 businesses, you have 17 businesses, and let's say three of them are making a substantial amount of money. Because but you also got uh, in New York right now, they got they getting a man for lying on, lying on a bank house. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's innocent you know by any means. So that's what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's just not... There, you can validate everything, and this is what I'm getting at. There's people who got more money than Trump has. Oh yeah, that's done bankruptcy. But the difference is, you can go and you can go and see who they got that money from. Right. You couldn't do. Trump had the FBI. I mean, he had the IRS lock his files in the seal. Those are supposed to be open records. After you file your taxes, that's really an open record. Yeah. So that's where the question comes. I, I never questioned, you know, if there was, I was waiting for the evidence, there was some things that that would make me, if I was a senator, that I would have had to impeach. I would have had to impeach him on the second trial anyway. But that first one that would, would give me probable cause to think about impeachment. Oh, for because January again, 6th? It's not, it's not that he is the illegal, it's illegal, but it's about saving the Constitution. And I would, there were some things that he would have, I would have felt, I felt like he put the Constitution in jeopardy. Right. Not that he did anything wrong, but he put the Constitution in jeopardy. Right. See, That's what my problem would have been. You know, you, you say that you would have impeached him for the second time he was impeached for sure. I cannot say... Here's the thing. With the incitement of violence thing that he was, quote-unquote, supposedly was doing, I uh, I have very gray areas got, about that. This is, this is the difference. <laughs> my impeachment for him... Is is ba not based off of? I can't impeach him for what they did at the White House. I mean, what they did at Congress. I have to. I'm impeaching him for his response. He should have been impeached for the response. Because and 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 that response and, and this why and I and I and I'm saying this to you and this is me saying this to you as somebody that was out there, and had had the military put against me in D.C. By him, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, if you felt that what me out there was trying to save a black life had caused, which again, I I don't want people in your thing. I don't want them thinking I was out. I was not there the day that he did the 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 thing in front of the church. That's not the day I was out there. But when we were out there for the march in August, 
we they they was throwing smoke bombs at us. They had were lined up at us. You get what I'm saying? Right. So my and that was they were sent out there by the president. And so my response is because they was going out for him, he didn't he didn't respond the same way. And that's why I felt like he should have been impeached okay. for his response. He's not his he can't be held accountable for their actions, but he is responsible for upholding the Constitution. The Constitution was in jeopardy that day. And that's when when, uh, when impeachment comes. That's what when impeachment comes. To well, me, how was it in jeopardy you know, that they, day, though? How was it? Because we the the process was not allowed to to go on. What process? They had, they had to they had to stop the counting process. Okay, okay. But here's the thing. So can can I that, ask you this? The process question? was not allowed to go on. So you have the Constitution supposedly being put in jeopardy by the 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 the. Not that it. Was, Okay, I was wrong. I don't want to say it was put in jeopardy. Jeopardy was the wrong word for me to use. Hearing you say that back to me, I shouldn't take jeopardy. Uh, the the Constitution, the process of the Constitution, was halted by by civil uprising. Now, okay, so let's say that it was halted by the civil uprising. So the Constitution was being halted by the the inherent right that the Declaration of Independence gives you because the, the Declaration of Independence does not give does not give American people any rights. I understand. There's that. no rights. But there's it, no rights giving to you. No. So I can't even I can't even talk about that argument because there's no rights giving to you by the Declaration of Independence. That that is not a legal document. I understand it's not a legal document. But when you look at what the Declaration of Independence is, the the entire the, the fact that it says that you, we have the the inherent right. It does say we have the inherent right. If we feel that the life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness is be, I'll read it to. I have the I have the Declaration of Independence right here. Not the real one. I wish. Chris, I have it too. It, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's right here. I have a little pocket Declaration of Independence. It's my favorite file. Yeah, pocket. I got the whole Constitution. Uh, but listen, bro. I got the Declaration of the Constitution right here. With them, right that's, there. That's a beautiful picture, right there, bro. <laughs> Seriously, no, we can we can go through, and I'm glad we're pulling out books. I am too, man. Y'all about, about to get a Devonte Hollowell class lesson. All right, so let me turn the light on, man. I'm blind as fuck. The people right now are so annoyed. <laughs> We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that these among are life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, that to secure stop these- Stop right there. Stop. Let's, let's stop. Yep. We're, what we're going to do, what we're going to do with this podcast, we're actually about to break down this constitution, uh, this uh, Declaration of Independence. I love it. So let's start off at the beginning. Okay. When, when, when in the course of human events, when it becomes become necessary, necessary for, for one people. people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. Yes. Stop right there. Okay. We're stopping right there. Because we, to go to your argument is to first have to have this premise of the opening of the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. Okay. It says to dissolve. It is one thing to dissolve. To dissolve is different than to hold at siege, to hold hostage. Correct. 
There's a difference. Yes. It's in we are we we are we are in the position that we that we no longer can be a part of this government. That's not what they were saying out there that day. They were not saying we don't want to be a part of this government. They, oh, they, they were, were saying trying to completely... we want to overturn this government. Yes. And overturn the results. Yes. So that's different. So that in itself right there takes out anything that they're trying to do justification on using the Declaration of Independence. If we were saying that was a legal document. But when it says we hold the truth to be self-evidence that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unenable rights, among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from consent of the governed. Which means that the people control the people in power. We we give them their rights, We give or we give them their powers. And Okay, correct. But the Constitution, in, in 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 this, when they after they wrote this, they went in they went they were under the Articles of Confederation. Yes, and we found out that didn't work out for them. Yeah. So where do we? Yeah. So we move to a Declaration of Independence. Yep. Uh, to do this, they give you that power, and a vote. They don't give you that power in, in sieging and holding hostage. Okay. That consent comes from voting, right? Not from overtaking, not from having a coup. But then read three more lines. I whatever. Would, which one are you wanting to read? That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish and institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, right now what I'm Stop saying right is there, because the, the, I understand that the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that day was not being affected by anybody. It was not nobody's life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness was being threatened. However, these people in their minds thought it was, and that's why I'm not like I said. I never, I'm never because I, you know, I what I think what they did on January 6 was absolutely stupid, but. You have to look at the, the the perspective of some of these people who are so far out of their minds on these conspiracy theories, thinking well, that. You, and again, the moment the moment you allow a uh, uh, paper to justify, you're already in trouble. Right. When, when you got to use the Constitution, when you well, the Constitution doesn't justify; it gives you those right. When you got to go to the Declaration, you got to go to the or you got to use religion to justify. Then, then you, you you normally already know you ain't doing doing right. The this document in itself is written, and and when it 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 this it's not talking about right there that you abolish because life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It's if you go on and read the doc the the whole document, you are dissolving it because he has forbidden his governors to pass laws that immediately uh, uh, help their operation. He's passing, they, they, they are abolishing it because he has called together legislative bodies that places unusual, uncomfortable in, dis- in dissent from the uh, recipitory of the public records for the sole purpose of frightening, frightening them 
into compulsive into compliance with his measures. Right. So there are about there's the I, I wanted there's about twenty one reasons that they give that they're dissolving the government. Again, the the Declaration of Independence itself is a critique of why we have to leave. But you know, actually to 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 counter to counter your point of the declaration isn't law. Do you know that the Supreme Court has used the Declaration of Independence several times to further um, the 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 legal code of the fundamental law of the United States? The, like the Supreme Court has used the Declaration of Independence several times for that. Um, the you United States know, Code and I there's uh, no because it is again it's it's used and this why it's used. It, it's used in the same way. It's it's the it's the government. I'm gonna send you this link uh, real quick. It's, it's our because I want you to read it's it too. Kind of like our motto, our mission statement. That's what the Declaration of Independence is. It's 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 referenced, but again, you there's still no laws that says uh, you 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 can say that somebody's violated your uh, pursuit of happiness. You can say that somebody's messed with your liberties. You can say those things, but it's it's different to go and say that you 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 can't use that constitute. I mean, that Declaration of Independence itself as the whole legal document. It's only being used because it is those same principles are confirmed in the Constitution. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I get what if, you're the, if they wrote if they wrote this and then didn't put in a Constitution. So the basically, there should be an amendment matter. added to the Constitution that says we can overthrow the government if we feel like we should be able to. I don't you, know, man. You you have that right to overthrow the you. Over it's not even. You have the right to change the government. Right. Over the, to overthrow it. This, and, this, and when I just want you to know this podcast, the amount of times we've said overthrow the government, this podcast is getting flagged the second I put it out. If you abolish it, we should say abolish. <laughs> that's, that's what you should do. Overthrow would be different. We don't have the right to overthrow it. I, you know, you have the right to abolish it. There's given it. But you have the right to change it too. And it's. They're talking about leaving a different type of government. Right. You see what I'm saying? They're not, they're not, they didn't just leave their government and come over here and set up a king. So, you know what I'm saying? They didn't set up the parliament the same way. Right. So they, they started with a new government. So that's what they, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. They're talking about leaving a, a total different thing. Now, you were saying that the gun violence um, back home is getting rough. What, what do you think is the best resolve when it comes to um, gun violence? Do you think – because obviously, you know, they're, they're, that's a very touchy subject. Some people think, you know, any gun law is an infringement. Some people think there's not enough gun laws. Some people think there should be some background checks um, but no, you know, waiting lists. Some people think all states should be open carried. Um, what what do you where do you fall with the entire um, you know just in just the Second Amendment or just gun gun the gun stuff in general? Uh, I, I, I'm of the firm belief uh, that, and from my readings and interpretations of documents relating to the Second Amendment, 
uh, starting out that it, it, it's it's one of those things that was used because we didn't have our own militias we right. didn't really have a militia so it was when when they talk about people having the right to carry guns that that meant that if something was to happen if they felt like the British were coming again these people knew that they had the right to bear one because they didn't have a militia set up you know a unified militia set up uh, and actually the government wasn't giving guns to people anyway and if you had a went to war you needed to bring your own gun so that that's what I get with it um, you know I it's one of those things I don't know what you do uh, you know because people say well we should do mental you should have mental checks well there's going to be a couple people that are smart enough to still pass those yeah it's going to kill somebody they, you know, some people say you should have gun limits. Well, it only takes one gun to shoot somebody. You don't need three. Okay. You won't be able to kill as many, but you know, one's enough for me. So I don't, I don't know. There would be a compromise somewhere. Now you uh, said, you know, it uh, from your readings and studies that the Second Amendment, you know, the red, the the well-armed militia to protect the free state. Um, you said it was more for you know, with the British and things like that. Do you not think that, you know, perhaps the founding fathers also might have had some foresight in the thinking that, you know, with someone as powerful as, you know, the the, the, the keep the free state free itself, do you think they could have predicted that someone one day might come through and become, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to conspiracize and say that someone's going to become the president and try to turn it into a dictatorship. But do you think there was some way that they could have, you know, thought that maybe those kinds of things could happen, that they want a, re, a, a well-armed militia to protect the free state, whether it be from, you know, um, foreign or domestic terrorists, because as when, whenever you take an oath in the well, military, it's to protect the United States Constitution from all threats, foreign and domestic. And yeah, but we also have to remember that that in itself is new too, though. So that's that's not always that's not that wasn't around when when those guys correct were uh, uh, were in there. So let's let's make sure we get that known. It's not always you know been about foreign and domestic. Um, you don't really see too much. Uh, foresight they don't really look too much into the future yeah and you know that that's one thing that I do admire about the founding fathers is you that it's not too much about a legacy of of tomorrow that they were writing with right they were writing about coming out of a of reading a John Locke studying you know studying Thomas Paine studying Roger Bear uh and people like that so you i don't I, the writings itself when you when you read the federalist papers uh, and you, and that's one thing you you don't even that's one of the least talked about subjects at the constitutional convention i do want to tell you the federalist the papers are arms. Oh. i think i think it was uh a universal thought that, that everybody should have the right to have a, a gun. But yeah. you also have to remember that these were people who were living with the gun, living off the food that the gun could get for them. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So you couldn't, 
you tell people they can't have guns, you're about to make people starve. Yeah, you take away their their their, their resources for food. Mm-hmm. Take away a uh, way of being able to feed them, themselves. And most people, they fed themselves by what they could get yeah. at the time. So you can't, you know, it's not, they didn't, maybe they would have said something different if McDonald's was around. Right. You know, maybe they would have said something different if they knew that we now had an army the way we have an army. Yeah. It's not that Minute Man wouldn't be, you know, because people talk about that, but one of the biggest things that, the biggest rational things out of the Constitution was the right that, that you couldn't, you didn't have to house soldiers. Yeah. That was that was the biggest revolutionary thing that they really did. Yeah, the what, the yeah. Fourth Amendment? Yeah, you don't have the right to quarter soldiers. Yeah. And so it's like I think it's the fourth. It's that's what they were that's what they were impressed with. Yeah, so that's I that's a big one. What the fourth these rights to secure their in their persons. Hold on. Oh no, that's the warrants. Uh I know it's in the first ten though, right? Yes. Is it the third amendment? Oh, third amendment. Yes, the third amendment. No quarter shall in time of peace be, or no soldier shall in the time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but yeah. in a manner to be prescribed by law. Yeah. So you see, that was that was one of the biggest things that people took. People were, you know, some. That's crazy I, that I, that's the Third Amendment. Because like now in today's time, we would never dream of that ever happening. Like we would, a lot of people, you would like, if you said, hey man, like the army's going to um, post up uh, in in uh, in Kentucky and hey, by the way, uh, we're going to be using your house for uh, housing for three of them. And then your neighbor's house is going to have a couple of them. Like that's something that like we in today's time, that, that, that that's crazy to think that that's the third amendment. It's third amendment, but you, you know, it's like uh, your first, your first two, which, and I honestly believe this. The only reason the first two got to be where they were at was because they were already in constitutions, state constitution. So they were they were very easy for people to North Carolina, Massachusetts, uh, Philadelphia. They they had a basic rights. Yeah. uh, Constitution, you know, people are like, that's that's the most radical thing. No, you know, that 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 existed before this, you know, all this. So, but that that quartering of soldiers, yeah, is really was really fundamental to them. Yeah, like, you know, it was. So if you if 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 you think, uh, let's just say, I mean, obviously. You know, they wrote this shit with a feather, um, you know, 300 years ago. What kind of amendments do you think, let's say the United States was founded today in in the technology advanced world that we have now. Where do you think the, how do you think the amendments would be adjusted? Where, you know, let's just go with the first, you know. I think, I think, with the Bill I of think rights. in today's time, um, I think, uh, I think we would lose that freedom of speech might be gone. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think agree. the founding fathers in today's time, with the way people talk to each other, yeah, 
Uh, how society works, I, I do think that freedom of speech would you would have that, uh, but they would make that more. They would be more detailed in that, yeah. and I think they would say that you have the right to speak to the government. Yeah, because anyway. that's that's something that's misconstrued by a lot of people that I see on social media is the freedom of speech aspect because you see a lot of people say I was fired from my job and that violates my freedom of speech when you look at the amendment the first amendment it says you shall not be prosecuted by the federal government it says absolutely because it says Congress shall make no law uh, respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the freedom of exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech we're talking about Congress federal government the Senate the the House the presidency and the judicial system but that doesn't mean if you get on Facebook and you start saying crazy ass stuff you know racial stuff um, hate crime stuff things like that that doesn't mean that you cannot be fired from your job now do I think you know that that people should just go out of their way to get people fired from their job no because I think you know if you take food out of someone's mouth if you fire someone from their job or get someone fired you're taking food out of their mouth you know what I mean I get that you could have the most disagreement with them like there was that one woman who I don't remember what her name was she was um, she was a nurse or something at Baptist Health and I remember that. I remember that. From what I remember, all she did was post a video talking about like all lives mattered, and uh, I mean there were people that were doxing her at her job. I know people. I I'm friends with people on Facebook that sent emails to her boss demanding they fire her because she got on Facebook and said something about all lives matter. Now there might have been more to that. I don't know the whole story. But from what I took of it, the woman put a video up of like that was like 12 minutes long saying how like, you know, just this whole standard Republican mindset of pick yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, you know, all lives matter kind of thing. You know, I don't think yeah. she necessarily said anything that was too outrageous. Now, you know, some people think that's the most outrageous thing you can say <laughs> to those people. I say fuck off. But. You know, I don't think she said anything hate crimey. I don't think she said anything racial. I think she was basically touching the basics of most Republican. I, I and I get what you're saying, and I get, and I. Am I right, I, or did she say I'm something not, else? Not, because I don't know. I'm 100%. not against cancel culture. I don't think she said anything. You know, out the ordinary. But now this is what I do agree with. I do believe in the power of of, of the voice, and. If Paducah, you know, there's only two hospitals, right? You know, that area. And if you believe what you believe, you can, you have the right to say that. Her problem was she went with the idea of going virtual, viral. Yeah. She was, that's the difference. It's, it's one thing to get on there and say what you want to say, keep it in your community. But she went on there with the idea. And kept coming with them. Right. Kept coming with videos. Right. They she they they had said something to her at work about it, but she kept doing what she was doing. Okay. And she can have them beliefs, but the hospital has to think bigger. Now, so, does the hospital and, have the right to tell you you cannot speak your? opinion on things do you think they have the right to say you cannot voice no, your opinion they didn't tell her that they didn't tell her that but 
her views did not align. And you have to remember those both of those hospitals are religious hospitals. They are very religious hospitals. Let's let's make sure that our hospitals are church. You know, they're they're funded by church things, so they're not the same. Right. As working at the University of Kentucky Children's Health Center. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but hospital has to be able to look at it like one of our ways of getting money is by patients. Yeah. If patients are saying that they won't come to this hospital and they're going to choose to go over to Lourdes. Because you work here. Because you work here. Yeah. You're losing and money. It's one thing. So we have to we have to save ourselves now. We guys have to let you go. Right. She could have said all those things she said and never nobody knew where she worked and she would have been okay. She kept going on there telling people to call the hospital. She kept putting it out there, antagonizing. So okay. what you look for, you will get. Yeah, see, I didn't know all that. I just saw that she had posted a couple of videos saying that, like, I don't know what else she said, but some. I, I think it also had something to do with when George Floyd was murdered um, or something like that. Right, right, it was around that time, I think, yeah? And, you know, she had said something about, like, you know, something hateful towards that. Which, I mean, okay, I understand if you want to complain about that, yes. But, man, I just, uh, I hate, th the people who go after people's jobs, I think, are no-life losers. They're, they're fucking losers. They're people. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're not, but in, in some circumstances, it's okay. But Oh, yeah, now, if she was on there, you know. On, depends on what you're doing. It's one thing, and that's what I can say, you know, I... I know everything I post on social media is in a public form. I don't have my stuff on privacy. Anybody can see whatever I post. Right. Um, and so there's certain sentiments that I feel, but I don't talk about them because I know my first off my job. Yeah. So you have to be I, very careful. You have to be, you know, I, in any job, you have to be careful. Because it's not about just the customers anymore. It's about who you're working with. Because the moment you get on there and say that, now now other people might not feel comfortable coming to work anymore. Right. And so you see what I'm saying? So right. it's about that atmosphere. So people can, it's, sometimes you're getting fired, not because the customers, it's because coworkers no longer want to work with you. Yeah, no, I feel that. The, tension, the, the productivity is not there. The morale, you bring down the morale now. Yeah, you know, what I mean? and so that that's why it's, it's it's bigger than what you say these days. Yeah, speaking of that, um, William Burns, uh, if you hear this, please hire me. He's the director of the CIA. You know, I I say a lot of shit about the CIA, but I really want to work for the CIA. Like I, because I think what they do for the country is good. I just think there's some shady shit that goes on amongst them. But I think there's shady shit in every company. Just like the fact that Amazon, you know, helps deliver things to people that don't have the abilities to go out and you know make drives and don't have time, but also at the same time, you know, they don't pay. Or their their wages are lower and the fact that you know if you take a break you get fired from the job so yeah there's good and bad and i think that's, that's different because like that's crazy because amazon one of the highest paid places in lexington oh really i know people with degrees going to amazon my buddy actually went to amazon he uh he, he moved to uh memphis to uh work for uh to amazon and uh i mean he's loving it but like you hear horror stories about like the the warehouse workers that um you know have to wear diapers to work or 
Now, I, I got a question. I want, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. What's up? Uh, do, you, do you think in our lifetime we will see, do you remember learning about like uh, when the Triangle Building burned up and workers labor Died, wages? Yeah. Do you think we will see a labor? Will America ever have a labor movement again? Here's do you think the thing. people are, or do you think people are just going to stay stagnant? Are we going? Are we going to stay stagnant? And are people satisfied and okay? Or will we decide? You know, like it took all those people burning up in that building, kids burning up in the building. You know what I'm Before saying? Labor laws do you think some? Do you think we will have a labor national labor movement? I'm not talking about just the. I think saying Walmart, Amazon, Walmart, Amazon. Uh, you know, Tyson Chicken, all these workers getting together saying, look, no, we're no more. I think if an Amazon warehouse burns down, there might be one. Um, but aside from that, it's hard to say because you do, I think you do see it kind of on a basis where people are trying to fight for, you know, higher wages, um, you know, a higher federal minimum yes, wage. But I'm saying, but most people are doing that within their company. Right. I'm saying, do you think there will be the day that that the average citizens shut down the economy. I it would be nice if that happened, but I don't ever see that happening. I don't. I don't, I don't either. That's why I was asking. I'm, yeah. I'm just. I just don't. That's one of the last revolutions I think America would have would be a labor revolution. Yeah. Um, if but, if, uh, if you had to, and you know, this isn't any incitement to violence. So if God forbid, if anything happens in the next six months to a year, um, this isn't where it started. If you if you had to see America having a revolution or some type of um, a, a a great awakening, if you want to call it that or whatever, what where do you think the the alignment would fall? On what on what policy? That's what I'm saying. I think it would. I, I honestly think that your best option for results, you know, uh, would be labor okay uh the the best like a moral strike the best the best moral you know morally the best one revolution that you could have would 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 be socially you know what i'm saying but i i just think because with labor it's the, the if you could if you could get the the idea of out of people's head that they're being so because when you talk labor now in any job you're made to feel selfish when you're asking for more yeah you are or made to you're made to feel selfish that you that, the, that if, if you want the work day to be four days a week you're selfish type you know what i'm saying well it's gotten to the point where in most companies they people think it's illegal to ask your coworkers what they make People had this mindset that you cannot ask what another person makes. When, it's not professional. That's not that's not correct. They want you to think that because no, it's not. It's not. I mean, and and I say that as not professional as someone. I've always I'm raised, and this is even with you. It's it's not one of them. You, you don't. It's not polite to know. Ask another man what's in his pockets. See, I so disagree I'm not with asking that. you. Now I can ask. It's different if I, I'm not one to ask. I believe in being paid. I go in when I'm negotiating. I'm negotiating. When I got my first job out of school, my friends laughed at me because I got uh, 20 days a year vacation. Right. 
what are you doing? I'm like, look, I'm yeah. I told him I, I told him I needed at least twenty days. I have to travel a lot. I like to travel. Yeah. If you want me bad enough, you'll give me this. But and I'm telling you that I take six thousand less dollars. Right. But I want my vacation days. Right. So I've always been one to put my own value in me, and I so I don't really compare. But I do know some people that you know think it is illegal, and it's, it's not. But uh, I I don't ask anyone. What I, what I make. I won't go to strangers and ask them because that's kind of weird. But I think for a healthy environment in the work, you should know, like water cooler talk. I think people who, who well, generally work the same kind of job, who should make around the same amount of money, should ask everybody, what well, do you make? I, I because think, then you find out maybe Lori the, is making 4000 less or maybe she's making 4000 more. And then you're like well, – I think. I think it has to do with the that was a that was a technique, and I'm not trying to save to save white men. Not asking for pay was something that 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 helped white men get by. Right. Because what you saw happen was uh, women women or minorities yeah who worked and were doing the more work than the white man was probably doing right. And so, you know, that the line of that goes back to um, not not knowing because the moment that someone knows that they might be, you know, they then they might go get upset. Yeah. So I think that's what that goes back to. It's 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 because you don't that's that's not something you hear professionals talk about anymore. People know what everybody makes. You know, I mean, that's that's not a big thing, but it comes out of that. Um trying to say face yeah. you know it's easy to say hey we don't and then it's one of them things like you know when 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 downsizing happens it's yeah you don't know what everybody's making so you're like for them never you know we just gotta let go but the moment you know that they could have probably not paid your manager you know yeah. they just cut his check by ten thousand dollars two of us could have our jobs yeah like dang you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like, I think, I think if there was a successful revolution, I do agree with you. I do think a a a workers' wage or just a federal, just a workers' well, revolution would be a better the, one. The, to the labor wage does so much for you because you know there's some people that don't believe there should be a federal minimum wage. There's a lot of there, and some of those people are anarchists. But there's some people that say that if you abolished a federal minimum wage, and then more companies would be incited to pay more, because the federal minimum wage gives some companies a a bypass to say, oh, that's all I have to pay them. I only have to pay them seven twenty five. Well, and, and the the misconception is on um, the misconception on that also on that is that it hurts businesses right that that's not true you know you hear small business people take you know people tell you no give them more money because when they got more money they're more willing to come see us yeah you know what i'm saying yeah Um, you're gonna shop at a small business over going to walmart the both sides you, you eliminate a lot of politics once you get the labor figured out yeah you know what i'm saying because if you get the labor figured out and you get the jobs figured out, 
and you, you know, even that revolution can consist of, you know, saying that it's you no longer can just hold that somebody has a felony against them anymore. You know, that's yeah. the type of thing. When I'm saying labor revolution, get something out of there like that as well. Yeah. So now you got them people out there. But I'm not saying, you know, somebody that's been in trouble for stealing a million dollars, I'm not saying you have to hire them, but somebody that, that you got to learn, we have to put a level to weigh in these felonies. Well, another thing is, is, is I feel like with the prison system, man, is, is, I mean, what's the statistic? Like 87% of people who go to prison end up back in prison because we're not rehabilitating them. We're prison is a punishment it's not a rehabilitation now am i saying people who are in prison for murder or for people who are in prison for you know uh um uh you know rape or things like that should they be rehabilitated yes and no not to the point this, where but this is why they stop rehabilitation this is why they stop rehabilitation because the I'm, fucking I'm, dr- I'm, the in, drug. in prisons i'm in prisons this is why they stopped it because before, <laughs> at one point in America, we had, we had more black men getting degrees in prison than we did through walking across a college. Right. Okay. What you also have happening, when, when, when somebody is in isolation, but they have the dedication to expand yeah. and enlighten themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what, what, when, when they were rehabilitating people in there, you had a lot of black men becoming, going from inmate such and such to doctor such and such, yeah. to having masters and such and such, yeah. to having a bachelor's and such and such. So what was these doing? They was in there isolated, so all they could do was take in knowledge, all they could do was take in theories. Right. Okay? So they get out. What happens when they get out? They go back to their streets. They produce people like Michael Max. They produce people. They produce people uh, in the Muslim. A lot of Muslims. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Intelligent, but most of the intelligence came from being isolated in prison. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Tupac Shakur's mama. Uh, yeah. You know, in there, Angela Davis. So, I I think one reason. And, 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 and they came out rebellious. They came out and started things like the Black Panthers. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and they, so they took that away from prisons and they stopped making prisons a rehabilitation. Right. And so then what happens? They said, we're no longer, no longer going to give you a book. We're going to start to give y'all license plates. To make them work, which is modern now, slavery. Now, now you got, now you got to know the numbers. They ain't got to know these numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's one that's one of the reasons I really believe that we no longer have rehabilitation because it honestly was successful. Yeah. It was successful. Now, I'm not agreeing that all the men should have been in there for the time they should have been in there. There's a lot of wrongful convictions. But when you are... Did you read people, the story about the, the black dude who got put in prison i don't remember what it was for so i don't want to say it was like anything crazy and then it'd be wrong but he, he got put in prison and then he went to he put himself through law school while in prison and then he found a thing where he basically got himself out of prison they got a movie about it they got a movie about it yeah 
they got a movie about it. I read a book called Picking Cotton. It's about a guy named last name Cotton. Uh and he was wrongfully convicted. Yeah. Got a sociology degree later on. But prison was prison when when we allowed it to be real rehabilitation. I can't speak for everybody. I don't know what was happening with the white culture and in and, and prisons. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for that. But I can speak for what I do know about black people. Yeah. And I can speak what I do know about becoming enlightened. Because this is the thing about life. Once you are enlightened, once the mind once once the mind is 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 able to is away from what society gives it, the the mind is enlightened. You can't you can't damn that no more. No, you can't. You, that's one reason we can't have no revolution, because they and, and no nobody's enlightened anymore. Nobody's going to fight it. Not a, nobody's reading. That's one reason you can't you can't really do nothing because nobody reads anymore. Right. You can't. You can. I can promise you this. You will never have a re, a, a revolution until you have educated at people. Least, at least sixty percent. Yep. Reading, reading. When I'm saying read, I'm not talking about Facebook posts. I'm not talking about I'm talking what they see on books. Re, reading books, yeah. reading articles, yeah. taking in theories, and when. Bigger than then for revolution, you have to have questions. Yeah, you gotta have questions. There's nobody questioning anything, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody heard talking about Gabby, you know, the Gabby girl, the Gabby girl, but you should be in your friend groups having discussions. What went wrong here? Yeah, what went wrong here? Right, what, what now? Do you think people are scared to ask what went wrong here for fear of speaking the wrong opinion? Because that's well, another thing are, is people are always is, scared. Is I said people. something on Facebook about um, how it was just rather odd to me that you know I said something along the lines of how it was rather odd that in a time of today's age where social media exists and and the fact that you know you could find someone pretty much anywhere that this man just disappeared. And then people had the aspect of calling me like a crazy right-wing conspiracist and things like that. Like, it's just beyond me that like, you know, that's just common sense. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's very strange that in today's time, like you said, you can't find a single thing about this guy from the day that he returned home. There's not nothing, nothing, no digital footprint, no cards, no, it, like, it's like he literally had a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of cash and just vanished or he killed himself. But you know, that's another story. It's just bizarre to me, you know? Um, me too. Yeah. But no, Ooh. with, with the reading thing now, <laughs> Fuck my nose is stuffed, dog. I gotta take some uh, Benadryl or something. Them allergies have been fucking me up. It's gotten cool here. Like uh, it's really like I woke up this morning and I, I took Alfredo out for a walk. It's like sixty. It's like sixty-five degrees, and like I mean, that's nice, man. I I, I miss that. I miss that cool mid-fall weather. No oh, man, I'm always for the mid-fall boy. That's something we don't get here in Florida, man. Is that that mid-fall? That's fifties, sixties degree weather. That's the that's the one thing I think I miss the most about Kentucky is that weather. I'm ready to get out of it, but 
You know, someone asked me the other day if I would go back to Kentucky. Um, you know, I've thought about it once or twice. Not Ballard, of course, but I've thought about going back somewhere around that area. You know, maybe Tennessee, maybe Missouri. I just can't see myself. I just, I don't know, man. I can't bring myself to make that leap to go back because I'm worried that the closer I get home, the more I'm going to visit home, and then you get sucked into that. Yeah, you just got to make you your know. own make your own, own little decision. I try, I'm, you know, one thing I try not to do now is plan the future too much. I Talking to an old guy, uh, I don't want to say old guy because he's not old. I was talking to Melvin. But he uh, he said, uh, you know, he doesn't spend too much time thinking about the future because even once once you get to the future, you're thinking about the future again. Yeah. That you don't, you know, it, 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 you, you have to learn to live in the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And take it in what it is because that's, the truth down that I think about it, you know, I'm planning to get to 30, but when I get to 30, I'm going to be planning to 40. I'm planning to get to 40. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, even when I get there, I'm not enjoying when I'm there because I'm already planning and I might not even get to make it there. Yeah. Might not even get to make it there. So, you know, you don't have to come home. You don't have to come home. It's not, yeah. not for everybody. It's it was where family. you are from. Yeah. And that's for some people that's all it'll ever be. Yeah. It's just you know, where are you from? Some no. home is where you're from for some people. Some people it is it's different. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's a smart thing that he said that, you know, you, you it's you, you people don't live in the moment. Most people are constantly planning tomorrow, ten ten days from now, a year from now, three years from now. Oh, I can't wait till I, I'm here. Instead of, you know, they don't sit back and think, hey, you know, like, a lot of people are like, man, I can't wait to own my own house. Like, yeah, you know, you have an, you're renting an apartment right now or you're renting a room or whatever your situation may be. You have to stop and look on the outside and say, you know, regardless of it, I, I am doing better than, you know, because that's something that, that made me realize I was realizing today is because like in the past like couple months I was I've been I've been looking for a house and I was getting outbidded on everything man and and you know I was just beating myself up because I was like you know I'm comparing myself a lot to people but being 27 you know not having my own house and seeing some people that we know married have kids have a family already and it's like damn like what what the fuck am I doing wrong? Like I have a sta- I have a stable job. I have a very good job. I work for a very good company. Um, you know, I'm still in the military and the army reserve. So like on that portion, I'm good. But like, I see these people, you know, happy, and I'm like, you know, what the f- what is it that I'm yeah, doing wrong? Yeah, they happy, but some of them ain't got a job. Exactly. Some of them ain't got some of them ain't got their lights turned though. Some of them can't pay car insurance. Yeah. You know, life is life is fair that way. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. I, I no longer I'm glad I, I'm glad that's something I learned in my 20s yeah. I mean, some people I know people older than me that still haven't got this lesson and that is this is my journey yeah it's not it's your my journey. journey it's my journey it's my journey yeah. it's not I'm not you know today right now I'm on I'm, I'm taking I'm taking my walk to the grave with you today yeah you know what I'm right now this is where I'm and so 
I can't get this moment back. Yeah. I, I can't get I can't get the spades moments back. I I can't get the moments at the park back. I I can't. They're right. going. And then when I was there at the park and playing spades, you know, I was there, but we were talking about what we would be doing after after that. Yeah. The future. And so now we're in the future, and it's like next fall, this time next year, we'll be getting together for a ten year reunion. Yeah. And you know, it's like then we'll go back and reflect, yeah. and we'll be like, ten years. This is where we came from. It's you know, one of one of my favorite quotes is, "The greatest thing about to about yesterday is that it. The greatest thing about today is that it seems so close to yesterday, yeah. but far away from tomorrow." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and so now I look. Change doesn't surprise me because I I look back and you know it, it's kind of funny because if you take a look if you just look day by day through the ten years that since from ten years we, this would have been our fall we would have been our senior year high school fall right now yeah you know what I'm saying and so there's you go back and look day by day you're like from that ten years ago you're like. There's like four or five moments that I'm like, things have changed in my life. You know, you yeah. look through life, you're like, there's four or five moments. But between those four or five moments, when you were going through, you look like today seems like it was just like yesterday. Yeah. So much has changed in, in all that time period. Yeah. And so, but, you know, a lot of, going back to what you were saying earlier though, a lot of people are, are so judgmental and 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 comparing them lot themselves because they have yet to answer the hardest question in life, and that's who am I? Yeah. But you have to ask yourself that daily because we're evolving people. Yeah, we evolve every day. We're evolving people. If if you wake up the same person you were yesterday, I think you failed yourself that day. Well, you don't. You don't. Uh, another one of my favorite quotes. Is no man walks through the same river twice, and the river is not the same. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. Is like you you can go to the same. You know, the, a good example is that it's like let's say you go to the same grocery store every day, but every time you're in that grocery store, there's everybody's face is different. You might run into one person that you recognize, but everybody's in that everybody in that Walmart or everybody in that Publix or that gas station is going to be different. Every single you look at time yourself, you, you look there. at yourself in the mirror every day. Yeah, you're different in every day. Yeah, and then one day you 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 notice a wrinkle a wrinkle that has started today. Yeah, that you that you're gonna notice. I'm different every day. There's a different gray hair in my head every day. <laughs> salt and pepper. Different gray hair in my beard every day. What there's there's, a, there's that change all the time. What do you think? What's the meaning of life, in your opinion? What What is your... If you had to sum death. up what life death. is... Death. Life is death. Yeah. That's a good That's one. what... Which most people are scared of. Which is weird, right? Like I was saying the other night with Shooter and you, it, it's strange how people are so scared of death. Because... Well, Western, civil, Western civilization is... That's true. But, I mean, and, and the, but the question is, 
how but not to be because when we talk about I mean think about this you spend your time in this world if you are of come out of the Catholic phase which Christianity and the Bible and all that comes out of you know that right then you're told that after this that if you did right if you did right there's going to be an eternal place for you yeah heaven or hell yeah which you don't you don't know exactly which what the criteria is all the way correct because there's some gray areas on that criteria yeah yeah Yeah. so you get that or you're of the non-belief and you believe that even if you believe that energy is just energy then the fear is so if my energy is gone can you tell me where that energy goes to right does it just go to the ground you know so that's that's you the right. fear is natural one of my favorite one of the, i uh, i listened to a guy by the name of alan watts a great great philosopher i believe uh and he says that we are so afraid of death in this western culture that we eat everything but we're not we allow nothing to eat us yeah when we die we put embalming and we put so much in us so that the worms won't even eat us yeah death is life you know what i'm saying it it, it takes the leaves falling from the tree to help give some nutrition and nitrogen and carbon dioxide and yeah. dead grass and dead feed so it, it takes all of that and we're the only species that try to prolong death yeah we're so scared of it that we we, we come up i'm not saying that, that you like to let everybody die but you know i i, I personally think that if we have we cheated ourselves lately yeah. with death because even when you die, getting ready to die, nobody wants to tell the person that they're dying. Right. So we lie. We're like you know we're in the hospital visiting. We we start to tell them you know when you get out we're gonna do this. I'll be to see you then. Nobody wants to tell that person that they and the person probably knows somewhere inside naturally they're dying, and then we give them we 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 dope people up. Yeah. I believe that 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 it's that that we're cheating ourselves of a magical experience, because when you know that you're dying, that's the one thing that the ego can't beat. Right. Your whole life, you could lie to yourself about anything. You know, people could tell you, "Hey, I'm you know I've got hair," but you could tell yourself, "I'm bald." You could, you know what I'm saying? You could yeah. say that. But death is one of the only things. You cannot. That's why when when I die, I don't want no medicine. I want to be because I think that's where you we find out the meaning of life. Yeah. A little short span in between is when us. I don't know what it exactly what what it would be, but it's that that knowing that. Knowing and it's you don't have to accept it, but once you know, yeah, then you find out what your meaning to life was. Because I just think that, and but most people don't get that because what they do, they give you all that morphine before you die. Yeah. I don't, you know, they give you all that morphine, dope you. Yeah, and then you're not even there when you're dying. 
That's not even like, there. Yeah. I won't be there. And then I, I won't, I won't, life is. I want to do mushrooms you know? before I die. Like, I want to do mushrooms while I'm dying. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be a crazy experience because, well, you know, they in, in a lot of places they've given people who have terminal illness, you know, psychedelic mushrooms and and they've literally over one trip came to the realization that everything is going to be OK once they die. You know, people who are terrified of death, you know, have a heroic dose of mushrooms. They take, you know, four or five grams of psilocybin. And the next thing you know, they come back and they're like, I'm okay with this. Like, I understand that I'm everything dies. That is the cycle of life. Everything must live and everything must end. But the well, beautiful it, thing it's, about it's, the end is who knows where it takes us. It, it, it doesn't end. I think it's a, it's a rebirth. It's a new form of life. It is, and 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 again, this is the the problem with with society now is we have we've some way put in our heads that we are we are on this planet, but we're not of this planet. And when when I say of this planet, that means part of nature. We are we are humans, but we are not part of nature. Right. We so nature's nature's rules. We have the right to prolong nature's yeah. rules and yeah. we have the right to defy nature's yeah. rules. And they don't we apply to us. People to defy them. Yeah, and, and that nature's rules don't apply to us as human beings mm. because we're not nature. And and that's, and we've done that so much with death that it's, it's causing a problem. Yeah. You know, if I, I think if we were able to to live as long as we can, I don't, I think after a few people we would decide we wouldn't really want to live that long. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. death is a part of life. Like every other animal, we're, we're the only species that keep our bodies, we yeah. embalm our bodies. You know what I'm saying? We're that scared of death. Life in itself, nature's life is death. Winter, fall, the birth is in spring, summer, is, is, is most plants are at their height. Yeah. Harvest. And then fall, things I, go into terminal, and then winter, yes. things die, and then the, the, the nutrients and, and, and when the they leaves. Die, what happened? That, that winter time. Nitrogen starts the earth growing. What, the earth does with everything. What, what, what does it do? It, it decides that we're going to take this up. Yep. We're going to put some snow down. We're going to have some rain come. And all of that dead, you have dead carcasses that happened during that time. Yeah. All of nature, nature cleans itself. Yeah. Your way, people's way of living is, is either through death or through their children. Yeah. Like you live forever through that because now you, we don't, we don't live forever on this earth because we are no longer, once we die, we separate ourselves from the earth. Right. Believe it or not, when you become embalmed, they put you in a casket. It's going to take you longer to become part of the earth. Yeah. I want to be cremated. Well, that's fine, too. I, I'm actually going to ask if I want to find out if I can be embalmed and just put in, in a box and let nature, because I, I, I don't believe, like I'm saying, 
think about it. We're the only ones that eat everything, but we let nothing eat us. Well, the thing is, is you know, the reason why embalming actually ever became a thing was for funeral home directors to charge more money, to make more money on, um, on, or not funeral home directors at the time they weren't called funeral home directors, but the people who are basically the modern day funeral home directors. The reason why embalming, morticians. yeah, morticians. The reason why it became a thing was so they could charge more so they can make more money. It was literally a business aspect. And you know, they said, well, the, re they actually, said the reason why actually, was- America becomes, I have to correct you real quick, on, on the, what, what starts it, what really gets it started here in America. I'm not saying funeral home directors did not take it over, but what you have happened is during the Civil War, it became a, a normal practice to be able to get bodies that were from the South back Oh, to the uh, north, yes. Died in the north, and, and yes. to get by. So you get the practice that comes out of that. That's where the practice really comes. Correct. Now again, we know the Egyptians have been using it, but it was not on a. Again, even in Egypt, it was something that was reserved for the privilege. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else got to be a part of nature. Yeah. You don't find too many uh, bones and skeletons of average folk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. You don't. No. The only place you find that really is the king here in England. In the tombs. You know? Yeah. So and, and again, those are in tombs though. It's either by nature itself has miraculously made that a uh, anomaly, but on on mass. Yeah. You don't. You know what I'm saying? You have the pharaohs and the the queens and, and them type of people, yes, you have that with them. But I'm sure in England, I don't even think former kings and queens were involved. Their bodies might just have skeletons in casket. I could be wrong. I don't know if they but, are embalmed. And outside of, I'm going to be honest with you, outside of looking at Pompeii, which, you know, that right there preserved a lot of bodies. Yeah. I don't. That was average folks. That was I think that might be the most average folks you've seen preserved as a whole. And that was because of a volcano. And that was, that's what I'm saying. But by human feature to preserve people. Yeah. I don't, that that exists now. In North Korea, do they use embalming over there? Or do they? No. See, I didn't think they did. No. I didn't think they did. No, it's, it's fair. It, that's a Western, it's a Western thing. Now, you might find it in some places. But it's a it, that's that's more of a Western culture thing to preserve the dead. I mean, a lot of places do cremation because of the fact of land preservance. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like you know, okay with that. Yeah, you know, not to quote the Bible because I'm not the most religious person, but the Bible does say ashes to ashes. You know what I mean? And the reason why I want to be cremated is because I want the purest form of me to go back to the earth. I want my ashes to be spread into the earth. You know, I think, yeah, you know, if, if you're ate by the earth, you know, yes, that's a, it's the same thing. But I want the purest form of me to because i want i want i think the, the, to me the purest form of me would be given all my that that is the purest form of me that's true. to me that yeah that, i mean that is that's without any fire you know what i'm saying no yeah uh, so to me that that would be it too i just uh i'm okay with having a little placard but again I, my farm i mean not my farm but my family's grave site is not 
I don't think I have to be embalmed. I don't. I think they can put me in a box. Yeah, they don't. You don't have to be embalmed. That's not. There's not like laws that force you to be embalmed. I think I can be put in a box. Like I said, I'm not. I don't know if I, I, the box thing's a little sketchy, but I know you don't have to be embalmed. I know per law you do not have to be embalmed. Um, I don't know how the how. Uh, the the putting in a box because I think there's certain regulations that they have to because they made death. Here's the thing: when I worked at AT and T, I became very very um, realizing of what death is in America, at least because in America, we resolve someone's life to a piece of paper. Have you ever held a death certificate? Yes, sir. Have you ever looked at a death certificate? Yes, sir. And just, just, just like examined it. It's so strange yes. that we induce a human life to a piece of paper. When I worked at AT and T, we would have people. We'd obviously have people pass away quite a bit. You know, I've I've probably held since working when I worked at AT and T. I'd say I'd held probably fifteen or sixteen death certificates, and the families would have to bring them in to get their phone line to cancel. And I was I would sit there the first time I ever held a death certificate, man, I got chills because I never held one before that moment. I didn't. I never saw my grandparents. I never saw death certificates before, and then I was holding it, man, and I was like, I got right this motherfucker somewhere. What's up? I said, I got my mama somewhere around this motherfucker somewhere. Yes. Yeah, they give you about, funeral home give you about 10 of them. Yeah. They give you about 10. Yeah, bro, I was, I was holding it, and I was like, this is the strangest thing I could possibly ever hold in my life. Because you're, like I said, you're inducing everything this person did to a piece of paper. It has their birth date, <laughs> their... Well, no, 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 no. I understand, not all of it, but... If you just, that's what, if you decide to... You know, I could, and, that, and that's one thing I, I always, I'm, I'm proud of one thing I can say about myself is that I can never be reduced to the writings that, that, that are left uh, behind about me. Right. I beyond those. We, it, but again, that, that's, that's in having a meaning and that's in that I'm religious. So for me, at some point, that's that moment and some moment in your life you have to say yes lord i have to say yes lord as right. a christian and to, to somebody else you just have to to other people saying that would be equal to saying you got to say just yes to life right there there has to be that moment in life where one says i'm, I'm taking it all in yeah, I'm gonna be as authentic, and it's hard to do in a world where you have there's so many social rules, so many social norms, and you know you can't. If it was hot outside, you know what I'm saying, and you wanted to wear a kilt, yeah, you couldn't. You know, what I mean, you could, but people are gonna look at you be, weird. Wouldn't be, you know, probably accepted. So, yeah, for, for one to do things that are against the norms and, and and in saying that's why a lot of people can't say yes to life because saying yes to life would require one to do something that that would would get them ostracized right you know the, only only a few people do it comedians 
philosophers. Yeah. And, and and actors. Which I think comedians are pretty much philosophers. They just make the funnier. They make the lighthearted of the stuff. Well, you know, I would consider comedians philosophers. It depends, depends on the type of comedian that one is. True. You but, know what I'm saying? And it yeah. depends on the type of comedian one is. But um, at, at, the, at the core, they have to, to, to get the most out of comedy is 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 the laughter on on life yeah so they have to be able to say i'm ex- i'm not i might not accept it might not have liked it but this is life yeah in some way we're going to find a laughter in this yeah the actors and the writer says in some way i'm going to write this yeah the actor says in some way i'm going to portray this right you know what I'm saying, and yeah. so that 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 is that whole. It's 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 going back to that quest on. As asking yourself, who am I, which is a hard answer to ask. It is asking yourself, who am I, is like trying to taste your own your own mouth. Right. You know because you asking, you, you you you're so aware of it, you're blind to it. You're blind to it. It's like trying to bite you because asking yourself who you are, the closest thing you can really do is look in the mirror. You can't really use your own senses yeah. like you can with everything else. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to see who another girl is. I can look at her. I can watch her movements. You know what I'm saying? I can yeah. uh, see what she writes. I can do come to things and analyze. That's the only thing one has to do with themselves. Oh, I'm asking who am I? I can't touch. I mean, you can touch yourself like this, but this finger can't touch this same finger right. to find out exactly how that feels. Yeah. And so yeah. you can't. You can't. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's the hardest question in the world. On it is that, and all have to ask themselves that. Why do you think people are scared to ask themselves that or face the reality of that? Do you think it's the fear of not being enough? Do you think it's the fear of not meeting expectations that they have, other people have? Or do you think well, it's you just, just, just fear no, in general? Most have no reason to ask that question. Not enough most, drive or it, not push every, enough. Every, everything Everything is, is, is already planned and the idea is already thought for them and what they should be doing. Right. Because you know what I'm saying, and and then some of them can can have never asked themselves that question, so they just went off a situation. Because it's like asking, you know, if you would ask yourself, "Who am I?" and knew exactly a a little of your what your a passion that you had that could have been in the arts, maybe doing comedy, yeah, and but you wanted to leave Ballard County, and so. What if you asked, that could have put you in the comedy club somewhere. Right. But, you know, situation, you got to get out. You want to get out of Ballard County, the easiest way to get, one of the easiest ways, hey, go to that military, sign over to Uncle Sam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why even ask myself this when I know that there's a way for me to to do, to to go ahead? Yeah. I don't have, I don't have to get out. You know, most people don't really have to get out on their own talents anymore. Right. Nobody nobody has to get out on 
few people in this world are trying you you don't you only have you only really have good arts when people are trying to survive right you you, you know when, when and, and no one's really trying to survive you only have good philosophies and and good questions and and, and revolutions People are trying, and that's the thing, you know, people say, oh, I'm trying to survive day to day. I'm like, yeah, you really are, but when you're really trying to survive, you produce, people produce beautiful things, and this society is producing nothing beautiful. Right. So at, at large, I, nobody's really trying to survive. Isn't that funny how, like, tough times make hard men Hard men make what's that old saying? The tough times make hard men. Hard men make soft times. Soft times produce weak men. Weak men produce hard times. I could believe it. It's something like that. You know what I mean? And and I've never heard that before, but I could believe it. And I think right now we're living in. I think you know we could go back into our grandparents age you know my grandfather was 93 he was born in what the th- early 30s the, the the 20s 27 i think he was born in that was you know on the edge of the great depression my grandfather grew up in and that was a hard time and my grandfather was a hard man and then you have my uncle who was the product of that who grew up in you know the 70s and 80s which you know not weren't easy times but weren't hard times because you know we were more you know the economy was more stable jobs you know that's when america was really and i hate saying america was great because you know that term is so now um uh poisoned politically politically poisoned yeah politically but you know, when you look at the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, things were in America were built with pride. Buildings were built with pride. Houses were built with pride. Everything was it was it was American built. You know. The, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Then I get these thoughts going through my head. It, it one of the craziest things that has to be looked at from the 19 from 1990 to 2020 is the the product of a man yeah hey going back to your grandfather you know what i'm saying his his kids never saw him cry you know what i'm saying yeah his, his kids at that time they probably didn't see he didn't go to school functions yeah you know what i'm saying he was the head of the house yeah. Yeah, his meal first, them type of things. That his his son, okay, qualities of a man changed. His son was supposed to be at T ball practice, coach his son little league team, be in the yard playing. The other grandfather, he didn't do your grandfather, he was ready. he didn't play with they didn't play with the kids. Right. Can change a diaper. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that that there was a downfall of men that people who listen to this, saying we our expectations and the qualities that we have in men change. Right. He yeah, he supplied the house. Yeah. That his son taught bait taught T ball a little league, 
didn't go to every school function. Yeah. Still didn't see didn't see his kid cry. He might have kids didn't see him cry. Might have said, "I loved you." These new generations, man, you have to. It's, there has to be emotion. You're supposed to show your emotion. Yeah. You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to tell him, "I love you." Yeah. You're supposed to be at home. Do you house. think? Do you think the times we're living in now is the hard times about the remake Hard Men? Well, if they become if they be if they become hard, they will not be they will not be smart. We have they're not the intelligence isn't there for people with for hard times right now. Right. To be honest, which right. we might need some hard times to get people to understand that they, it's it's important to know things. Yeah. It's important to uh, to do things. But like I said, I, you you could relate society to its arts, right? You know, and again, I'm not saying there's not a I'm not telling you there's a downfall in the arts, but the production of the arts, the the stories that people tell, they're just not there right now. Yeah, they they're not there. They're not they're not being produced massively. You know, there's not little bookstores and, and, and those type of things. People aren't really writing plays and writing poems and uh, writing books about situations. You would have thought that with all this happened during Trump's era, just Trump's era, that it would have produced some great some great literature. There would have been mass people writing because there was so much to write about. Yeah. You don't really see it. You no. don't really see it. No. They're not they're really not there. Yeah. So that that's what worries me because the the we don't have the arts uh, telling the story of, of of reality, and that's that that's the scary part. And it takes intelligence to be able to tell those type of stories. Yeah. I I just hope we pull ourselves out of the situation we're in. That's the that's my biggest. <laughs> Nothing lasts. Nothing lasts. Nothing lasts long. Now, nothing lasts forever. Let me say that. There's been things here that last long. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not worried about that. People, people get, people get tired at some point. You get tired. Yeah. You know. Uh, people get older. Some people get wiser. Some people stay a fool. Some people change into a fool. So you know, we, we just have to play this out because. The funny thing is, you know, we're 28, 26, and 25, and at some point in our lives and our generation's lives, we're going to be like, how the hell did this get any worse than what we saw? Yeah. But it will. But it will. Our grandkids and our kids will say, this is the worst ever. We'll say, we'll look at them, we'll say no. And then we're saying no to that, but we're the product of grandparents of the Depression. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's another saying that the worst thing that's ever happened to you is still the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You know? Yeah. So it, it's all in perspective. You know, your worst day, you know, might be 12 times worse than, than a regular person's worst day. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I just... Well, your day again. That's 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 again. That's the thing, though. That's that's one accepting the fact that this is their journey. Yeah. You know, you can't. 
I can't, I, I can never be depressed about where I'm at in my life compared to others because I don't do that anymore. Right. Because the acceptance is that this is mine and that I'm, I'm on my way to my grave and I can't, even if I was to, to have what they had, how would one know that he might enjoy that right now? Right. Well, that's you another thing that, that helps me through, through that when I, when I, cause I haven't done it recently cause I've gotten a lot better, man. And I've realized that this is my journey. But when I used to compare myself a lot to people, you know, I used to sit and think like, man, why am I not married? Why am I not? And then I sit, would sit and think, and you know, if I was married, would I be happy that I would be married? Because then I start to think, like, who would I be married to? Would I be married to this person? Well, obviously, it didn't work out. Would I be married to this person? Well, obviously, it didn't work out. Would I be married to this person? Well, obviously, it's not working out. Or I haven't tried to make it work out. Or those kinds of things. And then you start thinking, like, you know, would I be, would I be worse off if I was married? So, like, you know, it, it's those kinds of things that... You know, if you're in, if you have, if you're renting a room, you know, if, you know, you're like, oh man, I don't have my own place. Like I, I rent a place, you know, whatever, but it's like, you know, how about instead of going, beating yourself up, you go, okay, I'm only spending six, $700 a month instead of spending $1,200 a month. So I'm stacking $400 of extra money. And, you know, maybe I'm using that towards, you know, uh, uh, school, or maybe I'm using that towards, you know, trips, or maybe I'm just putting that money aside to whatever I do about my house. So, you know, it's, it, it's looking at other people, you know, that I think, and I think this all comes down to social media, and I hate bringing it back to social media, but I think social media gives a false perspective because nobody ever posts their bad days on social media. Well, I mean, those that do you, you know, you probably don't pay attention to anyway. Right. But not just you, but just people, just people in, general. in general. Yeah. But it's like, um, there's a, my Angela says, has a song, you know, she's like, I wouldn't take none from my journey now. It's, it's hard. It's, you, everything in life has always been compared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We spend our whole life. So it's, something you do in society is something we do with sports you know anything yeah. we live in a society that everything is compared yeah and i think to me my biggest freedom in life is not having that comparison i don't i'm not comparing myself to any 28 year old i'm not comparing myself to any college graduate i'm not comparing myself to any high school classmate Right. I compare myself to my best friends. I don't. There's no comparison. Right. It's, there's just there's me. It's just you. And I'm just doing my thing. And I'm okay with that because this is my life. And I, I can't. The moment I'm comparing yours, already lets me know somewhere in myself I'm not. I I'm not truly satisfied with mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you don't if you like your car and love your car, you're not comparing. You don't care what the hell else is on the street. Exactly. Be two Lamborghinis right there beside you and a Rolls Royce in the back. Yeah. But you comparing that car, you're not comparing that hoopty. It ain't got no floor in there. But you're not comparing it to nothing else. 
Yeah. Because that, you, you love it. That's you. Yeah. So like, that's where I'm at. Like, you just got to, there's a freedom in you that, that there's a there's a release in that not comparing no more. There's, there's a release in that saying, today's my day. Yeah. Because you haven't, you haven't enjoyed, you haven't taken in your day. And it's just about being, finding the little small things. You know, I do small little things. Focus on, you know, go sit, sit by a creek. Go take a little walk. See the sun. You know, do little small things. And, you know, Touch Always grass. do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, 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 to make this your day. Read a poem, you know, read a quote. Listen to something, you know, listen to your favorite song. Listen, find a new song you want to listen to. Play an, I listen to one new song a day every morning. Yeah. One new song a day. So I've already, if I don't even finish that, I started out, I've already experienced something new. Experienced something new, no matter what. I go to, I go to Spotify, that motherfucker, and, and hit, uh, you know, it, it got little new artists on there. Yeah. It's a new artist. Listen to a song, listen to their top song. Right. Some are in my day. Yeah. No. Every morning I wake up and I make my bed now, no matter what. That's my that's my one thing I do every morning because that way I tell myself, you know, no matter how shitty of a day that I had, when I come home at the end of the day, I have a made bed waiting for me. You know what I mean? And that that's a good way to just coast right into that, it. And then, you know, you the the idea of Half doing is better than not doing at all. Exactly. Half doing is not, even if, you know, if there's some days, believe it or not, I don't have any interaction with people. I don't feel like talking to people. Just sit here, great. Don't do anything. Yeah. But I make sure I at least go for a walk. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I at least get up, take me a shower. Halfway doing to be, to do something is to at least do something. It's better than not doing it at all. Not doing nothing at all. Yep. Not doing anything at all, but I, you, you just got to, you got to make today every every day your day. And not every, and I don't have the idea that any day is supposed to be a good day. A lot of people wake up out of bed today. It's gonna be a good day. Well, you already set an expectation of what's gonna happen today. Yeah. The so, the term good and bad don't exist in the universe. It just is. It just is. You're it right. Just is. And that's what, and that's what the acceptance is. Yep. That I, I will encounter I will encounter many things today. Yep. And I will give each my best. Yep. You'll fail a couple times. You will. Human. I'll give each my best. You might but, fail more than you pass, but you're gonna pass. I might that day. You're gonna. I might you you will catch a W eventually. The hill doesn't. But, what I always tell myself, man, is is. The valley has to come up eventually. You know what I mean? It's not always going to go down. It's got to come up eventually. It has and to. This, this thing, even when in the valley, the sun finds some way to hit the ground. Yep. Grass, think about valleys. There's a lot of grass growing in valleys, man. You see what I'm saying? Yes, The is. sun finds some way to hit the ground. Yep. So sometimes, when you're even down there in the valley, if you just look up a little bit, scooch over, you know, sometimes it's not even making a drastic change and getting to the top, yeah. but it's about just moving over, changing your attitude or changing perspective. Yep. And you get a little bit of sunlight. 
Yep. Even when it's valid, you know what I'm saying? So you, you can get hit with sun if you want to while you're down there. But a lot of people just stay down there about keep walking, keep the same idea. Can't do that. You look for the sun a little bit. Yeah. And then that, that sun help lead you to the hill. Yep. Help lead you to the hill. I it really it. will. I love it, bro. I say we wrap it up, man. And uh, I, I guess I say we finish this conversation maybe uh, in a day or two. Pick it up where we left off. That'll be fine with me. Just hit me up, buddy. All right, dog. Much love. Be safe. All right, you fucks. Thank you for listening. You don't know how much I appreciate it. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, my guest doesn't need any uh, um, introduction or or not introduction because he's already been here but you know uh, y'all know him y'all love him I love each and every one of you have a wonderful evening night day whatever fucking time you're listening to this later